Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva. And this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're asking the question, who's at your table? Before we do that, though, we're going to talk one more time about the masterclass. Mm-hmm. We're taking uh, we're taking it down. We're closing the doors for this next class next week. And if you're interested, you want to take your land business to the very next level with the best group out there that's doing subdividing right now, then you want to book a call with me as soon as you can um, so that we can see if it's a good fit for you. There's no pressure. It's not a hardcore sales. We're going to tell you everything about it, answer all your questions, and see if it's a good fit for you. So uh, go on our website, click on the uh, subdivide training tab, and set up a time to talk. Cool. Happy Friday, sir. Hey, happy Friday. Man, oh man, oh man. You said good fit for them, but it's also got to be a good fit for us, too, because sometimes it's just not. Yeah, just an all-around good fit. Okay. Because you know? these are people that we want to work with for a very long time. I agree. I agree. And it's uh, today's, today's topic came from you as, a, as a, uh, a point of reflection sitting at lunch today, and it was it was interesting to me because I, I thought the same thing. I was like, man, some of the conversations and what, what was going on and the, the discussions were not what we would have been discussing two years, three, four years ago, five years ago, seven years ago. It was, it was interesting to say the least. Yeah, we were... As, and I don't specifically, I remember this because uh, one of the guys was, was talking about his building and the 40 and 50,000 square feet building and talking about figuring out ways to get money to do more of them. And we had Joseph, the banker that's helped out a lot mm-hmm. um, with us and, and he's kicking off ideas. And then, I, then all of a sudden, like one idea came that really connected. And then you were like chiming in and I'm just sitting there thinking, God, what a, what a table. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the numbers being thrown around are million dollar numbers. Yeah. Right. And and these aren't uh, uh, conversations that even like you said, two, three years ago, um, or if you're with a different, the not the right crowd, right, that you ever even have or get the opportunity to seriously have. Yeah. Because it wasn't just a conversation like up in the air. Yeah. These was a very real thing. Yeah. Hey, it was it was tactical in nature because there was there's actually real building plans in place and trying to finalize those and when you're saying 40 and 50,000 square foot rental rentable square footage for class A assets this this isn't a hey I'm going to go buy this you know one or two acre in whatever county and whatever state it was like hey this isn't a major metro market what do we need to do to get this done how does it need to look and you know ways of condoing buildings inside of uh, developments and then taking those renting them out selling with a cap rate cashing out, taking loans so you're not paying capital gains on the full amount, just, you know, conversations that you really have to be at the right table to to do that. And that's not like, hey, I'm at the cool kids table. It's just getting yourself in the right circles in the networks. And, you know, you you started off the, the show with the masterclass, and that's part of what masterclass does. It gets you in some of those conversations about subdividing and growing your business and what that looks like. But again, it's as we elevate our game or elevate your business, you have to step into the right tables and be around it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you've all, you always hear about how your network is your net worth. Yeah. Right. And that just felt very present to me today when we're going through that, because what we were talking about, right. So, you know, it was great. And those things are very actionable things that could definitely happen with that group. sitting at the table or whoever. And I got to thinking, you know, there's tons of people, 
that are sitting around every single day with their buddies or whoever, and they're just talking about getting wasted or something. Yeah. Right? But they all have pipe dreams. Yeah. But no one ever actually does anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, what, you I, know what I'm talking about? I, I get it, man. I, I, I'm with you there. I I see... I see exactly what you're saying, and I, I so I'm gonna I'm gonna back up a little bit because I remember this conversation 2017. We talk about the story going in and asking for a million dollars, and you know trying to build that business. And that and during that relationship with uh, Mr. Shipman, he he came and spoke at our live event. A lot of people were kind of blown away by some of the numbers and what he was talking about and how he was doing and what level they were at. But I remember telling him that I I don't need to be you. And with the, and I don't want to compete against you with the change in our parents, and because we're second gen, we'll be second generation or third generation because of the the baby boomers getting out of the business. So there'll be a day where we're sitting at the table together, and I want, I just want a chance at the table. Like I want to be in the room when it all goes down and have the knowledge base and the assets behind me that I can actually be a part of the conversation. And so you know, you fast forward six years later from that conversation, and you're sitting at the table where. You are talking, you know, three, seven million dollar developments. You're building it for three and a half. You're selling them for seven, or you're recollateralizing it, pulling out the money so you're not paying taxes on it. And you're having real conversations about this. And this is not a pipe dream. This is not a bunch of guys that wish this is going to happen. This is like, hey, what is the interest rate you can get me right now? And what other loan programs do you have so we can make this work? And how does it look on paper if I owner occupy half? And what are those opportunities there for us to? see some of government programs do you know what to do there and putting that all together in a package that i'm sitting here going why don't i own three more of these class a assets right now mm-hmm. yeah the conversation wasn't as simple as well you know i need a 20 percent down loan at yeah. x amount it was like okay this is what we normally do this is what i'd like to do how can we do this yeah and there's a bunch of back and forth well have you tried this have you thought about this have you done this and then all of a sudden Joseph came out with that last one that he the, brought The up. SBA 504. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, man, that's a really good yeah, really good if, idea. Are you going to be owner-occupied? <laughs> well, I have 50% of it. We can have 50%. What does yeah. that look like? And I, man, I, it's, it, it, it's amazing to me. Well, and it's, I, I guess I, my ADHD is kicking in. I've noticed my ADHD has gotten really bad as of late. But we we spend so much time talking about land, and that's, that's our bread and butter. But there are so many things that go on outside of the commercial real estate with your multifamilies or your self-storage that go on that we can always use a little bit of that information and mix it into our land businesses. Meaning if there is a way to use leverage, raise funds, do something that the institutional stuff does, but we can do it at the fractional size at the smaller land, the, the land amounts we use, you know, how do we, how do we parlay all that together and make it really grow our businesses? And I know if you're just getting started, it's probably not one of those things where you're immediately jumping into this stuff, yeah. right? But you, you get uncomfortable and get a try, you know, get into the groups and get to know these people that are yeah. where you want to be. Yeah. And over time, because I mean, like you said, uh, I don't know how long it was ago now—seven years, eight years—where you're going to talk with the shipments about a million yeah. dollars, right? And well, now I wouldn't need to talk to them about a million dollars. <laughs> like I would just, I would have it, or I would, <laughs> I would raise it, and that's, and that's the fun thing is that that's, and that's an easy way to measure. That's an easy metric. Mm-hmm. But when you start talking about, okay, how do we cap recapitalize this and how do we really turn this into something that's a cash flowing asset that's going to be creating an enterprise value for Justin Inc. or Adam Inc. or whomever Inc. and really make their brand really worth something generationally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was talking with someone like this is just came to me again, but uh, I was talking with someone last night about our, you know, our, our business and whatnot. And they were asking, well, how many people in your 
subdivide master class have problems with financing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well when, you, well, when you join our group, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because now you're around the right people. Yeah. And you have a good deal. You just tell us how much you need. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're at the table with everybody in that group. Yeah. Your life has changed. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it's funny to me when somebody asked me to put a number on their return on investment for like getting into that. Cause it, it's, it's a high price. It's a high ticket priced item. It, it, the masterclass. I'm not, I won't shy away from that. And we, I, I've heard that you, I, you haven't told this to me, but I've heard that uh, there was feedback that it was expensive. And you know, if it was just a little bit cheaper, I'd do it. And I'm not going to devalue, I wouldn't devalue it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm going to race to zero to get that because so-and-so is selling a course for that much or whatever. I care less what they're doing because I know what their course and the results their their people have, and I know what my res- my group's results are, and our our group's resort. I apologize about that. Our group's resort uh, results are, and I I know it's worth it. So, um, when you go into you go into this and then you type these type of conversations, it's it's insane to me to really think about the growth that we've had. And I I don't I part of me wants to stay humble in that fact, but part of me wonders if the playing small and not actually capitalizing on that has is does it does does a disservice to the people that are listening to us Mm -hmm. this is similar but also different but it's along the same lines is like they say the people on social media who are selling something Mm -hmm. right if they try and stay humble yeah they don't sell near as much yeah but when you have the rented lambo and the rented jet (laughs) and all the fancy stuff right Uh that attracts people and that's why grant cardone always does his stuff in his jet or his g-wagon or something along those lines right because it it attracts all that yeah and so maybe what you're saying is instead of being humble about it is like okay maybe we should talk more about it because that's what people like i don't know man some some people get excited about it some people get turned off about it it's always been an internal struggle we've had for years yeah yeah i'm sitting here just thinking out loud i'm thinking internally you know is (laughs) would i be happier buying a lambo i and it and realistically I can afford one. It's not. A, it's not. A, do, can I go afford a Lambo and have it? Would I? Would I be happy with it? My kids would probably be cool with it for a little while, but I don't know. That's a car for me, and I. That's something that's special to me. Like I want a driver car that I enjoy, and it's loud, and it's visceral, and I. And I have that if I if I go for that, or it's something that meant something to me in a in a at a previous time. So I and I I watch guys that trade Rolexes and have the tags and the, and the, the higher dollar watches, and I'm sitting here going, just doesn't. I don't wear a watch really anymore, so it doesn't really do it for me but you know some people they see that and they think that's the you know instant uh approval what's uh oh man what i was i, was, I can't remember the term i just went blank on it and i um i remember pulling up to a uh, a proof of funds is the term i'm looking for I pulled up to a flip house and i just bought my first raptor and it was me and there was two other guys one of the guys showed up in a base model single cab work edition f-150 and you had me show up in the brand new raptor and this is the the avalanche one we got. This so this is 2018-ish, 2017, 2018. And the wholesaler that was selling the house, he didn't ask for proof of funds. And the guy goes, We you're gonna accept his offers and he doesn't have proof of funds right here. And he goes, His truck costs as much as the house does. I, I think he's good for it. And um and I said, Yeah, it's fine. Here, if you need proof of funds, I can show you real quick. And he's like, No, man, I don't need it. But you know, sometimes in business, some of that can come off the wrong way. It's like, oh, you're trying to have this nicer thing, or you know, pulling up in a Lambo, trying to buy a fifty thousand or seventy thousand dollar flip house, or you know, it's just you have just enough there that the person has confidence in you doing the deal, or that you actually have, um, you you do the things that you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. 
meaning you and you told me this a long time ago and I, I always did it but I didn't I never put it to, to terms is that when you watch somebody selling you stuff or they're this Instagram guru or whomever you look at the details in the background so they're you know you you look at like a, a guy that's selling you courses about how you're going to get rich quick but you look in the background he lives in a hundred thousand dollar house kind of in the hood and you can see that he's probably not making hundred thousand dollars a month yeah yeah i mean yeah there's always those people who are undercover you know yeah but um well there's so undercover yeah there's undercover there's things that that you notice there's though. there's there's definitely things that give it away now i mean you know the price of trucks now that shit a brand new f-250 that's decked out like king ranch is 90 something thousand dollars you know <laughs> so that's an expensive vehicle now they could be that, into their eyeballs in debt, but they still have to make the payment. The mm-hmm. bank comes and gets that car after a certain couple months. So if you see them driving the $95,000 truck and it's been over, you know, six, eight, 10 months, 12 months, the bank hadn't repoed it yet, they're not probably, they're probably at enough that they can cover some of that stuff. The other end of that, though, I just sold my ATM business uh-huh. and the guy that bought it, if you saw him on the street, you'd give him money for food. Yeah. <laughs> and he, I don't want to put a tone of his info. I'm, on blast because like i don't know him but he walked into the little place and i was like what this <laughs> you know? this guy but i'm sure it's just because he's in the atm business and yeah he's humble he's he's got it and there's I, and so i i go back and forth to that you know so you know we're sitting at the table one of the guys shows up in a g-wagon the other guy's in a you know a at4 brand new 2500 uh and then you know we both have very nice trucks and so you're sitting there and you go, okay, well, there's, it's, it's not over the top. It's believable. It's not a, it's not like it's this for show or the young money. It's like, Hey, how do we continue to grow what we have and make it better? And I, I think that becomes with wisdom. It thinks it comes with being around the right people at your table and not just having those pipe dreams and talking big about it and then getting a little bit of hood money or a little rich money and just trying to play with it. It's like, okay, Hey, how do we keep growing this towards spitting off the amount of money you need it doesn't matter if you go spend it on something stupid because it's there again at the at the the on the next turn. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, Sarah was asking me if I wanted a custom license plate for the truck, and it made me realize that neither one of us have yet done the Land Guru plate. <laughs> Remember, we we're gonna do Dirt Dirt Guru, D R T G U R U. Um, no, I, I'm gonna save that for one of these others new coaches around here. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I've got. Uh, I've got some plans in, in place you don't know about yet, and you, you're not going to know. You'll know when you know, but you don't know yet. You've, you've said that twice now. I so. know. I know, and I, I can't wait to see your face because okay. um, I'm excited, but I, I, I'm going to try my best to keep a secret from you, and it's going to be amazing. I don't know if that's your strength. It's not. <laughs> it by no way is my strength, but it is amazing. Um, but, it's again, it comes back to that playing small or – you know, do I actually just enjoy some of the, the fruits of the labor? Because, you know, for the last two years with the subdivide projects and things going on, I mean, I've been busting my ass on these businesses, trying to get them to grow and seeing them spit off, but then turning it all back into the businesses and letting it grow and letting it trying to keep going into this, this massive snowball or this windfall that I can't, I can't do nothing but, you know, pay taxes on and try to get reinvested. Mm-hmm. And so the hope is that it will play out the way I want to um, on the asset side, but I want to have a little fun too. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Anything else? No, man. I, I think, I think it was a, I think it's a cool realization to have those, those type of lunches. You know, anytime your banker comes in four hours away just to 
have lunch with you when he has other clients here and he picks you to have lunch with. I think that's always a cool thing. It's always nice to get paid by the bank, not have to pay the bank. <laughs> um, but you know, they, Texas bank in San Angelo has been amazing to us. Uh, they gave us a shot when at, at first on one of our first big projects and you know, they've been the first call since in, in Texas for us because we've had such a good working relationship with them and um, you can't thank them enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. So, uh, all right guys, well, we'll end it there again. If you, uh, want to talk about the master class book that call this is the last week we're shutting it down and we'll start the next one up um, and then uh, as always just a favor go to facebook instagram youtube apple podcast and spotify or wherever else you're listening to us like rate review and subscribe to the show appreciate it love you see you next friday see you guys